What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, sitting across from the one and the only Anaya Bogue. What's up, Anaya? I'm great. I didn't even let you say your name. It's okay. It was yeah. a nice, a nice little change. Yeah, I went for like circus style. You did. In the main ring. Oh, that's more like <laughs> that's boxing. Or is it? I thought, yes. Or is that wrestling? No, my God. Is there that big of a difference? I don't know. Coming in, weighing in it. Yeah, yeah, that's boxing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is boxing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was kind of going for a wrestling thing. Maybe I need a like. Maybe I need like a you know a name like a you know what oh, is like, it like Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Like yeah. I need a something yeah. with that goes with a name. The master of disaster. Oh yeah. really, Joe? Yeah. That's what you. I always love that. That's a famous skateboarder. That was his. That uh, was his. A good one. Dwayne Peters, the master of disaster. Um, you know what though? Wrestling though. I, you know what I was going to say is that I feel like parenting and wrestling sometimes. That could be a good analogy. Interesting. I feel like I'm in the ring sometimes. Yes. Anyone listening feel like you're in the ring sometimes? Jeez. It's like. And, and are we going to get out of this? Am I going to survive this one or am I going to take a hit or a kick that's going to take me down? Yeah. Or like I feel like sometimes with parenting children that you get into these holds. I don't, I don't know any of the terminology for like those UFC, but I know one's like called the arm bar. But yeah. I feel a lot of times that you get into these mental uh, locks like, oh my gosh, this just happened. So and so said this, or this situation just came into play. And literally, even though it's not physical, you feel like you feel paralyzed. Yeah. Like, what am I gonna do? Yes. What am I gonna say? Yeah. And I always think, I always think of, you know, you always say that term: take a beat, take a breath. Yeah. You know, I've had a few moments of those this summer, where you're just like, are we really jumping off of the wall that's you know ten feet high and twelve feet away from the pool right now, Nate? Oh. Oh, oh, yeah! Pushing the boundaries. I, I hear about your the stuff you deal with in it, and I'm just like it almost short circuits me. I think it's because I'm like when you're if Can you're I, not built to, to raise boys, like if you haven't if you haven't had to develop that particular muscle, which I have not because I've got two girls. It is a different world. Some of the stuff you tell me, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a curveball at you right now. Okay, we have an episode planned. Yeah, that we're gonna dive into maybe. I might not say that that episode because you just threw out something that I I literally. Really want to ask you because okay. this is something that um, having uh, having a boy. Yeah, I raised my daughter. I'm not yeah. raised, raising yeah. my daughter, and it was um, it was different. Mm -hmm. uh, now I have a teenage boy, mm -hmm. and I've heard people say, and I want to say this the, the best way that I possibly can. Um, when I've said, you know, raising a boy is different than a girl, or even the term "boys will be boys" and things like that, we've mm -hmm. talked about those type mm -hmm. of those type of statements here on the show. Now, I'm not talking about boys will be boys. Hey, we're not wearing pink. Hey, we're not, you know, we, we did the show on, hey, I want to paint my fingernails. Go for it. Hey, I want to have long hair. No, you're talking about, I'm sorry, but excusing bad behavior. Or what about this? I'm just talking about, but I'm not even, I don't want to, I don't even want to go down bad behavior. I just okay. want to ask you this. And, and this is the question I have. Raising a teenage boy, not even with bad behavior, because my son's a good kid. Yeah, he is. But I'm saying- We've had that wall by the side of our pool the entire 14 years that we've lived yeah. here. And I want to describe to the listeners the wall I'm talking about. It's not, I'm not talking about jumping off of the roof into the pool. But what I'm saying is you have to, I've never even thought about jumping off of it. But as soon as he started jumping off of it, yeah. I realized, oh, that's something I would have done when I was 14. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and he's not, he's not jumping off of it, uh, middle fingers in the air to yes. me. He's just like, He's like, you know, this he's, be fun. he's swimming in the pool with all his friends. Yeah. They, and all of a sudden they're like, dude, let's climb on that and jump in. Right. And I just want to ask you, is that, uh, is, is it something to do with the boy's mind? 
Is it something to do with the, the boy and testosterone? Is it something to do? Because, and as I'm asking you this question, we've had a ton of young teenage girls in there mm -hmm. and I haven't seen any of them climb yes. up there. Now I'm sure there probably are mm -hmm. parents listening. Go, oh, my daughter would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I just want to ask the question, why does it feel like these teenage boys that are in my backyard are coming up with those ideas? Whew, okay. I, and, and then so yeah yeah so so I'm gonna okay so first of all I love that we're we're just pivoting here we're gonna push we're gonna bump that episode we were gonna do okay. to the next you episode do it next week? let's yeah let's let's get down with this and it was okay. a great episode too just so you know hey everybody next week we're doing yeah, a show come on back yeah come on back and it was a great uh, topic that was hit up by some parents yep. that said why does it feel like my wife's the favorite with the kids and then some of the parents why does my why does my husband seem like he's the, yeah. one of the partners in the in the in the bond is getting all the favoritism. Right. And we and have I a great... do so much more. So we're going to come yeah. back to that one. Yeah, okay, it's so, a good one. So for today, yeah. we're talking about boys. Um, okay, so I have a few, and these are theories, um, because I there is mixed research on uh, the, the differences and how much is nurture, so how much is testosterone, you know, the way that, you know, the, the physiological differences between a, a male body and a female body. Can I ask a stupid, stupid question? Okay. And I hope you can answer it. Like, okay. I don't know enough about testosterone to know what it actually does. Oh, interesting. Okay, so is so, everyone right now going? Oh my gosh! No, this guy's a no, moron. because I think and because uh, uh, why do men my age take it? Uh, oh, take testosterone. Yeah, I knew okay. It. Yesterday, a guy was like, "You should take two hundred so, milligrams so, of testosterone." Right. So testosterone is because we we associate testosterone with more um more sex drive which would be the, the big reason that okay. a man your age would probably want to take it. Uh, it, it testosterone is the hormone that helps us develop <laughs> What am I going to do with the sex drive? Sorry. <laughs> do you tell, I got to talk to Karen about that. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. Yeah, she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we got to chill out uh, on that. Yeah. That's a, she's going to find out the person that's telling me to take that and be like, and what yeah, are you doing? You know what? Maybe another- I will six, kill you. Yeah, another Coors Light for you, honey. Here yeah. you go. Okay. Okay. So, the, so let's just the testosterone. do- Yeah, let's just do the- Okay, so first of all, let me say this. There is testosterone in both male and female bodies. Got it. Um, however, at the there is uh, more more testosterone in in a male body, more estrogen as the primary uh, hormone in female bodies. Uh, testosterone is is the hormone that causes the growth of more hair on a male body. Um, it is what in in the early uh, early development is has to do with developing a male reproductive system Got along it. with chromosomes. Um, what about energy? We associate it with. With uh, with energy, aggressive, like, and I don't want to say I'm not saying aggressive necessarily, like in a negative way. Just that more sort of like uh, outward focused, supercharged energy versus I would say, uh, in my mind, I think about estrogen, um, which can also be outward focused, but is um, it's a little bit more estrogen and progesterone together are sort of that in more inward balanced. Got it. And and testosterone tends to be more like you know, energy that pushes us out into the world, sexually, physically, more aggressively, um, as I said, body hair, uh, sex drive. Um, and so those, uh, there's no question that in terms of the nurture part of having a male body, that the presence of testosterone does have something to do with the way boys tend to behave. So out when I world. was, so when I was 15 and slam dancing and stage diving, was that all like driven by testosterone? I, well, the, so this is, well, so let, let, not all, I don't believe, because I think the other part of it is that 
while the force behind it, the thrust behind it, the intensity of that thrust may be the nurture part, the testosterone versus the female body that may also want to slam dance at a punk rock show. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also a very significant uh, nurture factor in that from the time girls, like girl babies um, come into the world, the way that we speak to them, the way that we interact with them physically, the way that we dress them, the way that we tell them to move out in the world. So let me just give you an example. We put, we have a, a girl and a boy. And I, I think this is fascinating when you look at, for, I would love to hear from people who have twins, uh, fraternal boy and girl twins. Oh, wow. Is to see two kids that have, have grown up in the, have grown in the womb together, come out at exactly the same time, have theoretically been exposed to the same things. I mean, I think there'd be fascinating data there. But my guess is even if you took a set of twins, if you had a, a little girl, uh, say three or four or five or six-year-old, and you put her in a dress, as we still so typically do, and you put the little boy twin in a pair of like comfy shoes and shorts and, and a t-shirt, the way that they are going to move through the world differently is going to be noticeable, right? We tell boys, get out there. We encourage them to be, you know, interacting in the world in a different way than I might say to my five-year-old or six-year-old or seven-year-old little girl. Well, you know, if you're going to wear that dress, let's make sure you don't get it dirty. Or like, oh, let's wear these cute shoes with that dress. And those cute shoes might make it impossible for her to be like running around the playground full steam ahead. And that early programming, like zero to five for sure, maybe even as far as like zero to seven, is so impactful that I think that we can't underestimate what we the freedom that we give boys to sort of move through the world without all of the limitations that we put on girls um, by the way we speak to them, the way we handle them, and the way we dress them. The thing that, the first, the, the first thing though that comes to my mind is when you're saying that, I, I know the way that we raised my son, we, we didn't raise him in the sense of like, hey, you know, any of those things you said, mm -hmm. it was, it was very but similar. But he's around other boys. So he's keep around, in mind yeah. that gender identity, uh, little people, meaning like littles, like pe people who are young, not, um, not, I don't mean anything else. Um, we, they start to understand gender identity from the time they're 18 months old. Okay. Okay. So for a, a, um, a little human person that is, um, male, uh, he will start to see the way that daddy moves through the world. And if he's identified, oh, I'm, I'm a boy, like daddy's a boy, then his awareness of, of and his, his intake of information about how he's supposed to move through the world is going to be hyper-focused on the way, especially if all of the internal sense of gender that he has is in line with our mailbox for society, so to speak. So he's really going to be looking to his dad to say, oh, this is the way I need to move through the world if I want to be an acceptable boy and eventually an acceptable man. All of that programming is really, really profound and, and deeply affects the way that we end up moving through the world, even subconsciously, not, not consciously choosing from one minute to the next, I'm a boy, therefore I'm going to crawl up to this, this, this wall and dive into the pool. So we'll come back to more of that after we take a break. All right. I love that point that you made right there. I want to jump right back in. Let's hear from our sponsor. You're listening to Rad Parenting. We'll be back after this. Rad Parenting, we are back. Joan and Aya hanging out together. When you mentioned that last point of uh, the relationship between the father and the son mm -hmm. or the, 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 the son and the person in their life 
that uh, may... Well, I, as I, well as their peers. Yeah, I was going to say, the first thing that goes through my mind is what we're going through a lot right now um, is um, my son will say, and he says it all the time, well, you know, because he can go on YouTube and mm -hmm. he's, you know, and just, you know, being my son looking, you know, just hanging out, he'll say to me, well, dad, you know, you had a mohawk. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's a big thing we're going through right now. He shaved yeah. his head uh, on his 14th birthday. He's like, I want to shave my head. I'm like, okay, cool. I want to dye it red. I want to get an earring. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go I want to go see these bands play, dad. I want to mm -hmm. go to the skate park, dad. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as as his dad and, and Karen and I are sitting there and it's so hard because he'll, I can't say to him, I, you know, hey man, I don't know about shaving your head. And he's like, he'll just pull up a photo and go, what yep. about this guy? Yep. And then, you know, someone said to me a long time ago, one of my friends said, hey, you know what, being the only, the best time to be hypocritical is when you're a parent. You know, like he said, like, go ahead and do that. Yeah. You know? And then to a point, I, I get something out of mm -hmm. that. But my, my thing that I'm dealing with right now is it's not so much, dad, you did this, dad, you did that, because I'll tell him all the time. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I did a lot of those things, but you know, I always tell him I was sober, you know, like, you know, whenever we talk about, you know, kids smoking weed or kid, you know, drinking booze and yeah. stuff like that, I'm always like, Hey man, see that photo of me right there? Like I, I'm sober in that moment. He's like, mm -hmm. you are? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, wow, how did you do that? You know, mm -hmm. he'll ask me that. And I'll, mm -hmm. and I'll tell him, well, you know, there was friends that were doing smoking weed or, or drinking. Yeah. And for the for me, it just, I was so involved in the music end of it that right. I just wanted to have the haircut and be in the band. That's all I care yeah. about. I got to be in the band. But right now, going back to jumping off the wall into mm -hmm. the pool, just my <laughs> question to you is, yeah. why do I see that type of behavior more with young teenage boys than, you know, the young teenage girls that come up, you know, because right. they'll, they'll all be in the backyard, you know, like when, when my daughter had a party, yeah, uh, they're all in the, every, we had, there was a, uh, you remember the party yeah. where it went nuts. Um, yeah, there was probably 150 kids back there, but who all climbed on the ping pong table? It was all boys. Right. And, and I was like, yeah. I remember when they were all on there, I was like, wow, there's not, and all the girls were watching the boys, but why, why is that in us? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking of when I was a kid, why is it in me and right. in my friends? Let's do this. Right. Like, and I'm and I'm saying that I don't think it is one answer. I okay. think that there's no question that the the impact, the presence of testosterone is definitely part of it. Okay. However, I think equally so, and I do think it's equally so, and maybe even more so. I'd have to like look at some reliable data to really back myself up on this. But especially in our adolescence years, when we are going through a profound process of individuation, so figuring out who we are, becoming yeah. an individual, we are constantly, and anybody who's been around a teenager, the, self -con the degree of self-consciousness is almost painful to witness, right? Because every moment they are like, what, what, what'll happen if I do this? What'll happen? You're, will you're, I, will I be liked? Yeah. How much will I be liked? Will wow. I be, am I going to do this to be like, you know, screw you all? Am I going to be like this to get attention? Like everything, every moment is just a, a, a desperate attempt to figure out who they are and to figure out what, what response they're going to get from the outside world and their degree of confidence or lack thereof is a huge factor in what do I need to do to be acceptable to my tribe, right? And so to me, boys, one boy 
who might be doing it because he's just like, wow, like balls out, so to speak. You know, that looks like it would be totally fun. That would be just totally rad. And he's really just doing it because he wants that thrill of climbing up on that wall and jumping into the pool. Well, three other guys might witness that and be like, whoa, look how everybody reacted. Maybe that's the thing I'm supposed to do too. And, and you know, whether it's like, you know, they, they lack fear because they're testosterone driven or they have such a strong desire to be seen in the same light as that first kid that, that crawled up that, that, that wall. Whereas the girls who are present, A, don't have the presence of testosterone driving them. Um, B, would know by that, by 14, 15 years old, they already know that they would be looked at differently where a guy would get great social cred to jump on the win- uh, up on the wall or climb up the yeah. wall and jump in the girls not so much they're sort of sitting on the oh, sidelines cheering go. on the boys Got that's it. their more acceptable role and so you know if i have such incredible like i'm always in awe when i see the odd teenager that you know something has given them just this solid sense of who they are and and you can see it a mile away because it's so rare that when they're moving through the world it is not every moment judged or dictated by what's the external response going to be how is this going to make me can i throw out where i see a lot of those kids and this is just once again everyone listening this is just in my personal Mm -hmm. interaction i see a lot of that with that that kid you're describing in the, the homeschooling world. Yes. And oh, well, so w- wonderful. Like, so now that I put those, those things together, so I would say that probably the reason for that is at a really critical time, and, and I'm so happy to hear you say that because I'm starting to homeschool my daughter next year, is that they don't have the daily, constant, like in some, for some kids, 2,000 other teenagers in their school, all of that energy, all of those messages, that constant audience, a homeschool kid, it's almost like they're able to develop through that really important time without the constant peering eyes and pressure of trying on a gazillion different versions of themselves. They can sort of turn inward more and, and slowly and maybe more naturally become fully themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I witnessed it with kids Multiple I've met that kids. are homeschooled and I, and they're like, they're little mini adults. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I'll be honest, there's, there's adults I met that I feel are still trying yeah. to figure out who they are. Yes, you know? for sure. Um, one of the, one of the, the things that I know just enough about is just the development of the frontal Cortex, portion of, yeah. of, of a kid's brain. Yeah. Now, is it, I have always heard that it doesn't fully develop until like 21, 22, it's 23? It's more like 25. Okay, 25. Yeah. Now, is that the same with with a girl or is it just with, with a boy? Yeah, I think at that because point- Because why does it feel that boys, not to interrupt you, Yeah. But it, with boys, you're like, it just, I literally sometimes look at my son and, and, and I feel like it's, you know when you eat a pistachio? Yeah. A little pistachio nut? Yeah. And you pop one out and it's just that perfect little shell and you're like, yeah. whoa, there's nothing in there anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, is this the front of his head right now? Like, and I look in there and I'm like, man, I hope something's going to start growing soon. Right. So there's, so, so, okay. So there's two things there. I think by the time that they're in their twenties, they're much, they're, they're, they're at a similar rate of development. And so, uh, as a rule, I think male or female 
by the time they're in their 20s, they're all still not fully formed. But in the teenage years, as a rule, girls mature about two years ahead of boys. Okay. So if you had a 14-year-old boy next to a 14-year-old girl, you would notice the difference in their decision-making. And just so for folks who, who don't understand what that, the de development of the front of your brain, that is where decision-making and the capacity to say, okay, I'm at point A, point D is where... I'm potentially going to land. So if that's where I want to be, what are the steps I might need to take in between? They don't have that the capacity that somebody that has a 25-plus-year-old developed brain um, will have. That's who, that... I'm that's who I'm living with right now. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And it was funny that you brought that up. And for everyone listening to the show right now, even yesterday, while um, while uh, Nate had his buddies here and they were swimming, there was a girl here that was uh, she's the same age as them. Mm -hmm. And it was like they were jumping off the wall and she was swimming around like, just, you know, like a normal... Doing her thing like a normal human being. Like a normal human being. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Anaya. Um, Yeah, while I'm doing this whole show, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, um, I know Nate doesn't listen to the show, but Nate, if you are listening to the show or if you ever do listen to the show, just know that, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love you so much, but, man, some of these decisions yeah. are just... And it's hard for me because, I, you know, let now let's switch before we get out of here to just the parenting yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. It is so hard for Karen, Anaya. And for me, I don't know why. I, you know, like last night, he uh, he threw some fireworks. Mm -hmm. You know, now when I say fireworks, legal fireworks that you know. Yeah. That, can I tell you right now that we knew he went to Chinatown to get? There's, you know, I'm like, what did you expect what him to do? He has happen? fireworks. His yes. friends are here, yes. and I get why why Karen got bummed. You know, yeah. she's she's downstairs all of a sudden, ba 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 ba. You know, all this stuff going off. She's like, what the hell? And he's like, and he, to him, he's like, what? I. I told you I was going to light these things off. When you know, what did right. you think? You know, so it sends her down one yes. road. I'm at the. I was doing a set. I get a text. You need to come home. I cruise oh, home. Wow. And I'm like, what's going on? And then it was this. You know, Karen. I get where she was coming from. Yeah. Hey, what are we doing? We're going to really do fireworks at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. But then Nate and his buddy are like, Yeah, we're doing fireworks at ten o'clock at night it's on dark. a summer night. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Any advice for yes. for that? Okay. So because. The last thing I was saying yeah. there was at that point, I'm in the middle. Karen, I, I hear Karen loud and clear, mm -hmm. but then I got my son going, Dad, help me out here. And right. I, I'm in okay. the middle. So uh, <laughs> so the reason it's harder for Karen is because uh, she does not have her own inner experience as a male person to call upon uh, the way that you do. Okay. And so my guess is that there are, you know, you have at least the internal point of reference. They're like, yeah, been there, done that. And I was okay. So he'll be okay. So she's terrified, first of all, uh, for his safety and his well-being, and that he's not going to, you know, whatever, but also just a big freaking question mark. Like what are you thinking? Yeah. Why would you do that? And and I do. I I, I find myself going there. Although in, in I I think I I do need to say that since I've started working more with boys and we started develop develop programming for boys, I have learned a lot from real some really extraordinary men around me who consult can consult on the development of this program to have a better understanding. I think that the key thing I would want parents to take away is that it we need to be very mindful of our role, the role that we can play in the nurture part of the development of boys and girls. This comes back to the conversation about gender stereotype programming. And, and that's also where the whole boys will be boys in that, in that negative, you know, there's, 
if we're, if we're saying boys will be boys in that sense of like, there are essential things in, in a male body most of the time that, that are going to dictate certain things that are, you know, say testosterone related and maybe the nurturing qualities and certain aspects that we tend to see in girls and women as a result of their internal pro programming. Uh, lovely. However, in neither case, and I will say in neither case, should uh, there ever just be plain out excuses for bad, destructive, hurtful, harmful to others behavior. Yeah. And so I think that what we need to do, and, and, the, and, and this comes back to what we always talk about, if our goal is the development, the raising of whole, healthy, authentic human beings, we need to be hyper vigilant in our parenting of ensuring that we are not just allowing our boys or our girls to fall into that same old programming that A, can be harmful and challenging to deal with, but also is really limiting for them. We want them to have the full experience and access to all the expressions of being human, not just what their particular quote unquote gender box dictates. You know, the, everything you said there, love that. Like that's such a great way to end you know, end this episode that we basically just put together like on the spot. <laughs> like literally everyone listening to the show, if you're like, wow, you know, it felt like they were, you know, uh, it was a little not sketchy, but like touch and go there. Because literally we, we literally pulled this together as we were starting the show because I literally have been dealing with this, like, like I said, last night. And the thing that you just said really shed a light for me is like, wow, I can see now why Karen got bummed last night mm -hmm. because... I don't think Karen's ever stood um, up on the deck and said, yeah, this would be a rad place to throw fireworks mm -hmm. off of. Whereas uh, at 51, I was like, yeah, that would be pretty rad. Like I'm still like, I can still, like a lot of times when I look at Nate and he, and he does something and, and says something, I'm like, it's weird. It's like I can shift back to living with mm -hmm. my dad and being 15 and remember, like, you know, the other day they were listening to music in the car, right? And now they're listening to hip hop and that's that's their punk rock, right? Yeah. And I'm just hearing lyrics about, I want to have sex with this girl and I want to do yeah. this. And that's on the radio. Yeah. That's not, that wasn't like, dude, they dug deep on Spotify for these tracks, right? Mm -hmm. But it was doing this thing to me where I was like, wow, this mu this these lyrics and some of the songs like Drake, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then like, you know, some other lyrics are coming in there and I'm like, oh man, really? And it's all about like, I'm taking pills and I'm hanging out with my friends and then we yeah. go here and we drink a bottle and I'm like and, and all of a sudden I was like mm. and I just remembered when I used to just play TSOL this one song called Code Blue yeah. it's all Code Blue and it's a song about necrophilia wow and it, full volume you know right and it's like I, you know it's now, I, you, now you have compassion dude, for your father oh my god I used to play it so loud and, it, and yeah. he would just come in and goes Joe What's this guy singing about? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Code Blue. I don't know. He goes, do you know what that? I don't know. And I'm like, he's like, Joe. And I'm like, and the, and I I'm listening to that. I'm listening to this band called Crucifix. I'm yeah. listening, you know, Metallica. I'm yeah. listening to all these bands. And I realized, oh, at that point, I realized, man, you know, I am exactly 51 years old because these lyrics are getting underneath my skin. Yeah. And they're, you know, pills and bottles. I'm like, whatever. But to you know, to the, the kids in the car, this is their jams. Right. But my point being was, I can. I don't know why it is I can drift back and go, okay, he's, you know, last night when Nate was doing that with his friends, they weren't, they weren't like trying to like, like we got gasoline together and then we right. lit this match and then everything blew up. Yeah. It, yeah. They were just doing lighting the fireworks they got sure. at Chinatown that are legal with that said, 
Karen's never sat around with her and her and her and her friends and her girlfriends and said, "Let's blow shit up." Right? You know, they've never yes. said that. Whereas yes. when you're a kid, I remember growing up, right. my mom would go out front, we blow everything up, and it yes. was just so. You know, it's this weird thing that, that sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be so hard on him because he's just trying trying out these things yes. right now. And then on top of it, I do believe that um, because I am his dad, and and he knows my history and my background. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that he's, he's attaching, I think more of a story to it than really exists. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Like my dad was the punk rocker. My dad was the singer right. in the band. My dad does the stage yeah. guys. My dad signs the bands. My yeah. dad's the comic. My dad's crazy. And I'm yeah. like, no dude, it wasn't that way. Right. And he's like, really? Yes. And so it's this weird. So I guess what I'm saying to some of the parents that are listening to the show is that, um, you know, if you have those videos, do not put them on YouTube. Do not. <laughs> do not. I, dude, hide the records. Yes. H hide the photographs. Do, I mean, it. you know, yeah. I, if I could go back in time, I would have, I think. But I think, but I, I honestly think, Joe, on that note, and then we can, we can wrap up in a, in a moment here. So a couple of things. One, I think that, you know, I... I know enough about your story that I know that as many as you, as much as you did all those crazy things, there's no doubt in my mind that there's always been that part of you that I still see every single day that I see you, which is responsible and some awareness of like a plan or what you're trying to do as opposed to just straight up willy-nilly like, it's just about right now. Who cares what no, happens No, I was never next? that kid. I, that's the thing I'm trying to say to right. you. I was never so ever you that can, kid. And so you can bring that to him. You can fill in those gaps in the story when yeah. he's just pulling out things. Unfortunately though, when I, when I the, the only thing I'll say is this and, and we'll see how it all turns out, mm -hmm. you know, and we'll do an episode. Like it's a time capsule right now. I'll just tell you right now, one of the things that I see with my son is he reminds me of one of the kids, like I would like hanging out with him. Right, because I wouldn't light the fireworks, right. but I could talk him into it. Right, and so you could I wouldn't get jump the off hit the wall without taking the, the risk yourself. There you go. I never jumped off okay. the wall, but can I tell you right now, I hung out with all the dudes that did. Uh -huh. So that's the only problem. I'm like, Payback, he would have been a dude. Dude, you know what? I yeah. think this episode's called Karma is a boo. Okay, <laughs> so here's the other thing I want to just offer because I think that this is what can really be really beautiful and constructive. Here is, and you then know, we'll bail. Yep, and then we'll bail. Is I think that what we need to do, and this is part of pushing ourselves collectively out of the limita limitations of gender boxes, is I think that there's something really beautiful in terms of balance that we can create, not just by like, you know, uh, female people being female people, male, but, but, not, but more like how do we, we all have the capacity for sort of, let's call it masculine and feminine energy. And as I watch my nine-year-old daughter game with a friend of hers, a boy, and you and if they were playing Minecraft and it's like it's it's illustrating exactly what we're talking about in this on the screen. He's she's building stuff and he's he's destroying it and they get into constant battles. And so I, there's always these conversations that his parent and and I am having with my daughter and them together is how can you find compromise? What can you learn from each other? Like you know, pie, could you build something that you build with the intention of like, and then we can blow it up together. And, and to her friend, can you, can you respect the fact that this is something that's important to her and not blow it up? Yeah. And, and maybe, you know what I mean? Like somehow yeah. working together and it is not an easy conversation. And yeah. this plays out over and over and over again, yeah. where you see these differences, but I don't believe that it's as simple as 
boys will be boys, girls will be girls. I think that the way that we develop whole human beings is by encouraging the existence or the presence of both masculine and feminine energy in, in our, in our he, little humans. And there it was right there, the answer that this whole show started with right there at 31 minutes and 30 seconds in. It's not about boys will be boys. It really is about the individual. And that's the thing that I've taken away from this show is that, you know, because there's plenty of parents that are listening right now. They go, yeah, my son wouldn't, my son doesn't want to blow things up. Mm -hmm. But then there's plenty of people listening to show. Oh, my daughter? Dude, I'll send her over. Sure. Hey, can I get your address, Joe? My daughter's going to come over. <laughs> she's going on over. She's going to jump off the wall. She'll show you. She's going to jump off the wall and then into the pool and blow something up underwater. Yeah, yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. So, yeah, I, I guess that really answered the whole thing is, it, is what you were saying. And the testosterone thing makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I, I mean, I just want to put this out there, and then we need to go because Got I gotta go. Um, is if we, if there are parents out there listening, and you have twins, boy, one boy, one girl, I would love emails from you parents out there to tell me because that's wicked important data. I and, really want to hear it. And also, just anyone that's anyone that's going through this particular situation, yeah. you know, and 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 as we all know, it's not just at fourteen. It's you know, yeah. it's any age with any yeah. any of your son that might you're like, oh my gosh, Joe, totally get what you're talking yeah. about. Hey, with all that said, I do want to throw this out there right now. If this is your first time listening to Rad Parenting, just know that this show was literally done on the fly. Like as a comic, we just did so much crowd work yeah. right now, and I'm gonna say I felt like we crushed it because we came in with one idea and. Once again, we totally shifted. I threw a curveball at Anea, and I really feel, Anea, you hit the curveball. I threw you so many lemons, and you made lemonade. That's two great analogies right there before we get out. Um, hit us an email, radparenting at gmail.com. My name is Joe Sib. And Anea Bo. And we're out of here. Late. Late.